What's going on, you guys? It's another episode of She Say, He Say. We're doing a wine night tonight. I'm going to let everybody introduce themselves. It's just the ladies. I don't think we've done this in a minute. I think the last time we did it was, girl, let that man cheat in peace. So here we go. We're going to see what this subject ends up being and what the title comes out to be. But I'm going to let everyone introduce themselves right now. Hello, hello, it's Ash Nicole, the plus size model of the group. I'm here for body positivity and women empowerment. Hey. <laughs> What's up? It's not to a plus size cutie. I'm still freaking sick, you all. I'm never going to get better. I don't know what's going on with that. But you can come to my page for just funny memes, body positivity. I'm also the token white girl of the group, so hey. All right, so we're going to get right into it. Um... And, you know, Dawn and Ash went live yesterday and they had some things that they had to discuss. I unfortunately didn't get an opportunity to see it. By the time I hopped on, my eyes were damn near closed and they had already said their piece. But for those of you who didn't get to watch what these beautiful ladies were talking about, we're kind of going to go back to it. We're going to print the rewind. I don't know what print is. That's kind of like repeat and hit and print so we're gonna print the rewind and i'm gonna let them go right to it so i can see what it was about and then maybe i can <laughs> chime in i don't know so here we go right. let's let's do this what were y'all talking about anyway so this all started with you know men being in their feelings i'm finding in this millennium whatever you want to call it, this century, going into the new decade, these men are really, like, needy as fuck. Excuse me. French. I mean, honestly, it's, and I don't even want to say that they're needy. I'm just saying they're more in touch with being open and honest about when they start to um, get catch feelings. Um, most men usually try to hold that in. They don't really want to express it, but lately it's been coming about a lot more lately, um, that they're catching feelings faster than usual. And, and they, and when men catch feelings, they get in the, they get in their feelings. Like they get jealous. They get, it just, it, it becomes a whole ordeal. And that's where we kind of went with the conversation. We started right there. I mean, I think yeah. it's interesting you're putting it like that because that's what you're dealing with. What I'm dealing with, honestly, are the men that are not in touch with their feelings, so they're afraid to be transparent, and they run. And so it's like the polar opposite. Like, you have the ones that are telling you how they feel, and I have the ones who are running away from me to avoid telling me how they feel. And then it's like, by the time they show up, the damage is done. I've moved on with my life. I'm good to go. And I don't need to be bothered. Right. I feel, I think we're all getting a little bit of both of those, but we're talking about the ones like, cause you know, none of us have anybody right now. Right. I mean, we're all technically single, mm -hmm. getting to know people, but most of us aren't looking for you know, our next husband or anything right now. You know, we're just trying to do us, be the best us we can be right now. So we're just mm -hmm. having conversations cause we're still, we're still human. We're still women. We get lonely. We do still like attention. So when we get into having these conversations, but you show that you are a real person and you actually genuinely care about these folks, men are not used to that nowadays. They're used to these young little girls out here that just want to know what you can give them financially or where you're going to take them or whatever. You know, they're not used to someone being a real, genuine human being, which also goes to why men think when you're friendly, you're flirting. 
Mm-hmm. Attached to jumping into their feelings real quick because they're thinking, oh man, you know, and now all of a sudden they in love. It's not love. They're in lust. They're infatuated with a person being real. That's, that's what's happening. So to fall in for quick. It's crazy because it's like when you go out, it's almost like, and I think everybody has done this. I think guys and girls alike, but it's like you already know when you see someone in a store not to give that person eye contact. It's like you just know if I make the mistake of giving you eye contact, you're coming over. Exactly, and I mentioned that yesterday on the on the phone. I mean, on the live, I said, you know, it's so funny because back in the day when I was younger, I did that. Like I would not look nobody in the face because as soon as you look them in the face, you knew they were on their way over to say, "Oh, hey, hey!" Like, like that was supposed to be some kind of secret sign language to say, "I want you to approach me." And I'm, and meanwhile, I'm just literally like, I just glanced at you. Like I just happened to see you there. Like I didn't want you to come nowhere near me. Like. Why are you here? And how sad is that, that you generally just can't be nice and smile at somebody or say, hey, how you doing, without someone thinking you want them? I can't just be nice? I got to be mean? Like, what's up with that? You know, I think that on Instagram, for example, I do get people that will be brave enough to hop into my inbox, and I'll have, you know, mild conversation. I don't swerve them as long as there's no disrespect, but I try to do that same level um, in my real life as well. So I try to kind of find a happy medium. There's only one time um, where I experienced like an, an extremely aggressive male who went too far, you know, in, in the real world in which he actually pulled up his car and blocked me into my parking spot. And hopped out just to hit on me. And it was like, it should oh, never wow. be that deep. Are you kidding me? And the crazy part was I was actually pregnant. And he was like, he didn't care. Um, but normally, if someone, if I end up making eye contact, they they say something, I'll, I'll make a comment back to them in passing. So I'll make sure that I'm, con- that I'm constantly in movement so that there's no standstill where an entire dialogue has to then and you know ensue it's just okay oh yeah you're doing cutie i'm doing good have a good day and then i just keep it moving you know um and it and it is a safer move but i do also understand that not all women in this country are in locations or live in locations in which they can keep it that smooth and simple and not get their their block knocked off you know so so i am sensitive to that fact um but ironically, then, I do have a question for you guys, and I, I want this to kind of be one of those thought-provoking type of things since we're on this subject anyway, but because of that fact, what age were you when you remember first being looked at in a sexual manner? Hmm. 13. I was 13, the first time that I can actually really remember it happening. And I remember my first thought really was thinking like, yo, I'm 13. Wow, really? But, you know, and if it, most people always get like, oh, you don't look 13 or something. But, but I am. Yeah. Do you remember like what happened? Uh, let's see. 
Okay, I was like, this is going to bring up to a whole other kind of level of a subject or whatever. But one of the first times I remember this was me and my stepsister at that age. And it was my uncle. And I remember my aunt going off on him. And at the time, I didn't quite get it until like later because she's talking she's looking at him talking about those are your nieces those are your nieces what are you doing because it's just how he was looking at us because mm-hmm. like we're doing girl stuff you know we're over here doing cartwheels and you know the splits and just doing you know girl stuff you know being girls mm-hmm. being kids appropriately Got you. So that's like the first one, but that's like when I first started really picking up on men and how they look at you and what they say and it being inappropriate at all, you know, mm-hmm. which is sad that I had to my uncle first, but you know, yeah, no, I it is what understand. it is. I, um, I was 12. I was going into the pizza place with my mother and I think my sister at the time, um, was there and out of nowhere, my mom just like flipped out down the street and started screaming at this guy and was like, she's 12 years old. And I didn't understand what she was talking about. I'm turning around. I'm like, what in the world is going on? Like she lost it. And I didn't know that I was, I guess being checked out because I was very like, um, shapely early on. So I didn't even know I was being checked out because I'm 12. I'm not looking to be checked out. I'm looking to get a slice of pizza. You get what I'm saying? Right. And so that was the age that that really started. But when I got to high school is when people my age made a big deal about how I was built also. So yeah, like same for me really about high school. Thing. I was about like 15, 16. Mm-hmm. How about you, Ash? So mine's it's always been. I've always had... So, like, do me a big favor. My precious daughter came in and was reading her um, her story to me that she has to do for her, her school tomorrow. So, uh, inappropriate things or, like, what was the question? The question was, how old were you when you remember being looked at sexually your first time? Oh, for the first time. So, I would have to say the thing that stands out the most, um, I've always been looked at sexually, and I'm not sure why. I guess because as a child, I was always just a little bit smaller, but I've always had, like, boots. I've always had breasts. Mm -hmm. So I would get a lot, even from the, you know, the boys in my school, like, I bet those are tissue paper, or I bet you stuff the ball, or, you know, they would do that type of thing. Or uh, I go to the swim pool down at the recreation center, and they're throwing, you know what I mean, they're, they're trying to do titty twisters and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. like, I had those issues, and then um, it just kept on escalating as I got older, you know what I mean? Um, and when you get older, you start to get a little bit of weight on you. So especially when I started working for fast food, I started to get thicker. So everything started to formulate a little bit more. And, you know, downtown Pittsburgh, I hated it. Because anytime I was downtown and that's where I worked, there was somebody stopping me. Oh, you're this. Oh, you're that. Da, 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 da. So, I mean, it's been ongoing, like, pretty much from elementary, like, all the way up. Yeah, I remember I went and visited my sister in college we're seven years apart so i was probably like 13 and she was 
I guess like what, 18, I think it was 18, 19. And, um, the guys on her campus were trying to shoot their shot, you know, and I was old enough now to know that I was cute. Yeah. Whatever. So I was like, you know, you couldn't tell me anything type of thing. But she was like, that's my kid's sister. She's 13. And it was crazy because you get to an age where now you realize that you are being seen in that kind of manner. So ironically, I remember I told her, I was like, yo, if you weren't going to let me have fun, why did you bring me? Right? Yeah, you know, and that's crazy, though, because now I'm I'm a grown woman. So I'm like, ain't no way in hell am I letting my 13-year-old on a college campus. But... I get it. I get it if they're with their sibling, right? Because you're like, okay, they're going to take care of them, which is what she did. She made sure I didn't get in any trouble. But already by the time I was in the first year of being a teenager, I was like, ew, you're cock locking. Even though I had no clue about what sex was like that. I had no clue about the male anatomy like that. But in my head, it was like, ew, like you're a hater. Let me be great. He thinks I'm cute. Well, see, that is what happens when we're at that age. We start realizing that boys are noticing us, and you know, and we're liking the attention. And that's as a young girl, a lot of times we do mistake attention for someone liking you. Mm-hmm. So when it starts happening, and we're thinking, "Oh, don't be a cock blogger, don't be a hater," you know, you're thinking they like you when really they're only thinking about you in one certain way. But we don't realize that till we get a little older. So it seems and like grown men are literally thirteen-year-old girls. And that's pretty gross when you think about it. Now, as you get older, the thought of ill really comes to mind. But as before, you're thinking, oh, I'm pulling older men. No, no, no. no. I mean, grown men are 13-year-old girls in the sense of Ash's vent yesterday, which then goes oh, yeah, to that's, imply that's that they're 13-year-old really girls who don't understand that just because you're getting attention doesn't mean you're being liked. Yeah. Well, they all seem to just think that all women want a relationship and stuff, too. We're in a day and age where women haven't really been looking for something serious like that used to be the main goal when we were younger for Mm -hmm. us the way we were raised is to you know find a husband find a man get married take care of them but now a lot of women are on to their self and just getting what they want so men aren't prepared like it's 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 a weird change for them i think the roles are definitely reversing like i think they're you know men are becoming more vocal and transparent about how they feel and women are becoming more closed off and silent because of the pain that we went through at a younger age that hardens us later. And then because men were hardened earlier, now they're ready to love. And it's like, now you got to break down tons of barriers and layers to a female. If you're going to deal with one that's older, because she's going to be like, look, it's going to take more than some hard dick and bubble gum to get me to be on the same train with you. And and the crazy thing about it is not, and I want these men that are actually listening to the podcast, actually listening to us, um, to understand that we're not being harsh, we're not being, you know, disrespectful. What we're trying to do is let you know that at this day and age, we're growing into ourselves, we're understanding ourselves, we're understanding what we need or want from life. And unfortunately, sometimes you don't fall into that category. It doesn't make you a not a good man. It doesn't make you not, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. great person matter of fact you're an awful person like be great continue to be great matter of fact you're so great that i'm giving you my attention even if i don't want you i just understand that you obviously hold something yeah your energy is dope 
a time of day. Like, there's not too many people out here that I can consider a good friend to myself or that I can consider even a dope-ass dude. Like, you, for you to be able to keep my attention, believe me, you mean something. You you have taken, I have taken an interest in you as a person, but that, unfortunately, sometimes is I've taken an interest in you as just a good friend at this moment in my life. Because I'm not ready for that that man in my in my life. I'm not ready for that extra part. I have to learn me. I have to love me. I have to understand what I actually want and what I need to fuel my fire and fuel my everyday needs. I can't just jump into the boat just because you're a great person. You listen and you're, you know, an amazing man. Right. But might be amazing for the next right now. You're just not my amazing man. So if that's the case, when you get to that point, like, do you explain that to the person or do you just completely walk away? Because for me, the only thing that really causes me to walk away is being bullshitted and lied to. If I'm not, then I feel like I can have those conversations and we can try and see if we can salvage it. I'll do that. But like, unless you're lying to me, then I'll walk away if you're lying to me and trying to play me. You know what I mean? Right. Mm-hmm. See, my thing is, is that when you have that conversation, see, I don't know, I can't speak for every woman, but I want to speak for myself. Mm-hmm. When I have that conversation, I approach that conversation with, I am trying to learn me. I'm trying to understand me, and right now I'm not looking for the next thing. But um, somebody had broke it down to me yesterday and was like, what you're not understanding is it's like, what you have done is you're and you explaining yourself have broken it down to them so in their brain they're feeling like okay you just need time and mm-hmm. I, I can step in no i'm and they're not realizing that i'm telling you i don't need time even in the next i don't know how long this can take it could be years and i'm not looking for you to play that role until that year comes that you think you can just step in it's never going to really go down like that because by that time once i realize it all that doesn't mean that you have evaluated, you have, um, what is the word I'm looking for? Like, you haven't, it, you're not, you haven't grown into that, that man. Like, just, I'm now, I've known you this many years that I, I if we're not on that level now, if I did not make you my man when I first started talking to you, you haven't changed nothing. You're not that man. You're not him for me. So, it, I just, I just didn't understand that. But once they broke it down, like, you have now, did, gave them a lead way where they feel as though now if they do play this role, all these things that if they can play that peace peacemaker, if they can find all those things that you just named that you're not looking for and this person or that person and they play the role, then they can get that chance. And and it was so crazy I had to realize that. But they were like, but if you just hit it off at like, no, I I'm not looking for nothing and leave it, then they can understand. Yeah. No. That's it. There's no extra. There's no trying to work your way through wiggle. You know, there's no wiggle room. It's just right. And then you can go for it from there. Like if y'all gonna continue to be friends or not, but you leave it at I'm not, and that's it. Don't explain no more. Don't give them the opportunity to feel like there's that wiggle room or that extra space because you don't broke something down, and they feel like they can pick those little pieces apart. Now, see, I've done that. To where I gave it just a short little, you know, no, I'm not looking for anybody right now. And left it short with people. But then they ask questions like, well, why not? What happened? Oh, you, someone hurt you and that's why you don't want to do it? Oh, you scared? And like, so they keep asking questions. 
or I get more say, oh, well, I can work on you with you. And it's like, no, that's something I got to do by myself. Yeah, but right. you know what it's happens? Like, like, I mean, I don't blame these men for that. I don't blame men because there are a lot of females out here that are very manipulative and needy themselves. So when they're used to having to take care of someone rather than to be with someone who's healing themselves, they don't, they don't know how to be there for you because they're normally having to clean up messes and not just be supportive, you know? And so it's a hard transition for them when they don't have to grab a, a, you know, a build a check. You know, it's like, oh, well, she already comes assembled. So now how do we play? You know, because there's no work that has to be done where it's like, I helped you become this individual. Because that's where we're at now. We're not in our 20s. So now we're getting to the age where we're, where they're either going to encounter women who are already, who come assembled or females whose batteries are not included. So they're always broken. You know, and it doesn't really seem to be much of a middle. And so, I I mean, I do feel for them because it's like, dang, you know, they know what they bring to the table. They know what they have to offer. But, you know, now so do we. And then it's so funny that you say that because now I think that's where they feel as though, okay, I have this to offer and I'm going to give this to you. I'm going to provide that and I'm going to provide this. So when they're finding those little nuances, like, oh, she said she needs this. Oh, I can be that. Oh, she said she needs this. Oh, I can do that too. And instead of hearing that I'm just not there, I'm I'm building that stuff on my own. And then that's when they realize, oh, she is doing this on her own. They see the steps. They see that. And then that's when they're, now they're infatuated. Now they're so-called in love. Now they want what you have, what they're seeing you work on and build, you know. And they're like, oh, my God, she's amazing. I need her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Our generation loves the idea of love. And they love uh-huh. to fall for the for people for what they want people to be and not who that person actually is. So they fall in love with the idea of an individual. You know, I sing. I had a scholarship in school for singing. And a lot of times if I'm talking to someone and he's getting to know me, I do not put that on the table. You do not need to hear how I sing so that now you can fall in love with this fantasy that you've built around that thing that I have. I have another friend that's a model. When, when she was dating, she would not tell men that she was a model because now their storyline is, oh, I'm dating a model. Oh, I got to make this my girl because she's a model. Model, 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 model. A lot of times, and I have another friend, and this is a male. Mm, and he graduated with his doctorate. And I had told him when he was dating, I said, do not tell these women you have a doctorate. Find out who they are first or they're going to want to be with you for what they think is in, is in route for you. It's Uh like, you got to know people's pure and true intentions. And if you tell them the exciting parts about you, that's the part they're going to fall in love with, but they're not going to fall in love with the, the gritty hard parts that builds the character that creates the fantasy. Right? So it's like, don't do that because I'm a flawed individual. I'm not perfect. And right now you're looking at me as if there's perfection and I have a lot of imperfections. And I think that's something that's so wrong with social media is 
these imperfections are hidden because a social media account is simply moments of time that are captured that we get to share with those that we choose. And there's nothing wrong with that. But we've been fucked up since since cartoons. But you know what? I'm so glad you said that because that is a point that I keep on trying to make to those around me. I I really, even the people that get to know me on a little bit deeper level than just my social media, because as I, like I like as I said on this podcast, I am the plus size model of the group. So on my social media, you see the, the building blocks of me growing and what I put out there. Um, yes, that is the glamour part of it all because that's what I do. You know, as a side job, nobody would know that I'm a working mother of five. You know, I work two jobs. I have five kids. I'm struggling for all, and I got all type mm-hmm. of stuff going. On. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a building block right now, but. I don't express that on social media unless you're reading into my magazines that you're picking up or you're doing this or that. But on the long lines of that, even the people that I've allowed into my life, into my circle that I have, that have seen that part of me, still see this perfect person. And I'm like, I, I really need y'all to step out of that box because what I'm not, what I am not is perfect. I am I'm very imperfect. I do not have everything worked out. I have, I have depression issues sometimes. I'm up, I'm down sometimes. I have anxiety issues. I, I don't know if I want to be, you know what I mean, loyal or not loyal. I don't know if I want to tap into a girl one day. I don't know what I want in my life right now. This is why I keep on saying I'm a building block. I'm trying to learn me. I need. And, and they're not realizing that. So then they put me on this pedestal. It's like, oh, she's so perfect. In the moment that I do something that they don't deem as perfect anymore. Now they view me in this other light. Like, right. well, you are not who I thought you were. But because I made one mistake, I'm not who you thought I was. You know what I mean? Like that, and that hurts even more. Because now you're depicting my character as something else. Because you didn't, you haven't seen that part of me. So now I have to be this horrible person or I'm not all that good. Because you've seen one part of me that you've never seen before, or that you don't understand, or that you don't like. Right. I respect that. I definitely respect it. And I think that that comes with the communication and being transparent with people. Um, Like I always say to anyone trying to get to know me, this is who I am. You need to know this so that you fall for who I truly am and not the idea of who I am. And that way you have the, that way it gives you the right to decide whether you want to stay or go, you know, and we all know what our issues are. I have temper issues and you know what I mean? I have anxiety issues and you know, I, I have a lot of energy and then I have no energy. So a lot of different things happen to each one of us. And it's like, when it comes down to it, okay, you can get a pretty face anyway, anywhere. You feel me? Yes, we have substance, but when someone says no means no, you have to believe them. It's not a trick. You know, I had someone tell me what he was looking for. We were not looking for the same things. He, he ended things quickly. It was fine. I respected it. I was happy about it. I was like, okay, good. And then he came back around and I recently asked him, I said, why did you, why did you do that? If what you're looking for in your future is not what I'm looking for. And his response was because I was hoping I could change your mind. 
And I had to explain yep. the reasons why my mind could not be changed. I said, this goes beyond my mind being changed. This is a health thing. This is a physical thing. There's a lot of reasons why this is my decision. I do not regret the decision I made for my life. So I'm not going to be guilty into re restarting something that I've already completed because you are ready to start something. No, I've already completed that chapter. That book is closed. And so that can be very frustrating because, you know, naturally men are leaders and I respect that, but it's like, make sure when you're leading or when you're ready to lead that you're picking the person who wants you to be in the front line. Don't just go for the thing you want. Make sure you're on the same page with the individual. Because if I'm telling you this is not going to work for me, then take it at face value. It's not going to work. Stop trying to make fetch happen. It's not going to happen. Right. So it's unfortunate, but you know, I think that I I don't know if there are going to be any men that listen up to this point, but right. when she shows you who she is, believe her. That's all you can do. It's been it's been made abundantly clear in action. It's been made abundantly clear in words. You just have to believe the female. We are not indecisive. That is something. That's a stigma that was created for right. toxic mas toxically masculine men. The generation before us. No, we are not indecisive. We know exactly what the hell we want and don't want. So for saying it's a no, it is a no. We're not playing hard to get. That song she's playing hard to get is a lie. She's not playing hard to get. She didn't want you, son. She didn't want you. She wasn't playing I hard think to get in that song. They're guilty of, though, like not listening when someone tells you what they want. They still think, oh, I can change it. It's like when men tell women they're not looking for a relationship and the woman's like, okay, that's fine. But all you're hearing is I can change his mind. It's like both sexes are guilty of this at some point. So where they're not listening to what the other person is telling them. And they're still like, oh, but I can, I can change their mind. Oh, oh, they'll change. They'll do this. They'll do that. No, they won't. From the beginning, whatever they said, that's really that's legit exactly what it is. When I talk to someone, when I date and they do something, I literally for real ask myself, can I do this for the rest of my life? Every time I look at something where I'm starting to have an interest in someone, can I do this forever? Because at the end of the day, that could be your last first. That could be your last first date. That could be your last first kiss. You know what I'm saying? That could be your last first love. So you got to ask yourself, mm, are you worth putting all of that freedom down for? Are you worth hanging up the, the players, you know, king? And people don't think like that. They get so wrapped up in the euphoric feeling of the moment that they're not actually asking themselves, hmm, is this what I really need or want in my life? Will I get bored of this? Gotta ask yourself those questions. Oh, yeah, that is definitely so true, right? It, it's just it's so crazy how you can really legit be very blunt, very self-forward, very upcoming with somebody, and legit, what they'll do is, because they like you or because they're interested, they won't hear the negative parts. They won't hear how you breaking it down. 
they'll just hear what they can fix or hear what they think they can change and then they go forward like and that's where we come down to the communication is key because it might be communication at that time you didn't hear it you went through one ear not the other and then we keep on playing this cycle over again and then now you see it now that action is happening and you're like oh shit then you can, so whenever it's brought to my attention i could say this is exactly what i said that i wasn't going to go for this is exactly why i said what i said when we first started talking and now you can really understand because now we have to go through it and now i have to have this conversation with yeah sometimes too let me say this there are some men and women but we don't date women so there are some men that um you can say the same thing over and over again. They're still gonna, they're still gonna do what they're gonna do. I know someone right now, and they are convinced that they're in love with me, and I make the same statement every few weeks, every month, all like clockwork. Don't focus on me. Focus on X, Y, and Z. They say you're right. Next, you know, it's another good morning, beautiful text. That's another mm-hmm. I miss you text, and I don't engage. I don't, I don't engage in that dialogue. So you're not really able to go off of anything that I'm saying to you. I'm not going back and be like, hey, handsome, how are you? I'm not doing any of that. But mine's made up. This is what I'm going to fight for. This is what I'm going to move towards. And it's like, listen, I would prefer because you're choosing now by this point in your life that you want to be that man for a woman. That's amazing. But make sure that it's a woman that wants you to be that man. And I want him to have that kind of happiness, but he needs to make sure he's picking the woman who actually wants it. I'm not her. And he's not realizing that. Or even if he is, he doesn't care. His mind's made up and it's sad because I'm going to move forward with my life. And when I do choose to be in a relationship, I will be, but it won't be with him. Right. So, do either one of you have anything else towards the subject? And you know what else to that to what you just said is that you know, like you said, you will, you will, um, you will move on, but it won't be with him. And what ends up being deemed when we say stuff like that or we do things like that, this is a part of the imperfection that comes along because then they start to look at you like, oh, you're harsh or you're ignorant or you, you're disrespectful because you told them a million times that you're not in this, you're not ready for this. And now because you're carrying on or you're having conversation or you're still, now it's considered leading them on or it's considered, and it's really not. It's just, I'm still, I told you what it is. Now I'm continuing to be your friend. And now you're still taking it as something else. Now I'm looking like the bad guy when I say, hold the fuck up. I didn't say, like, I don't really want to be with you. Like, I don't know what you didn't hear when I first said it. Um, But now you're leading them on and then they get in their feelings and now they're mad at you because, oh yeah, that's when they start getting disrespectful and stuff too and telling you, like, this is why you don't have a man. This is why you can't keep a man. This is why you're always going to be alone because you won't pick a good man but you know they start saying all kinds of crazy stuff talking sideways to you when you was just trying to be honest with them but hurt people hurt people it's a given 
Mm-hmm. Right. It didn't, or they'll hit you with the, oh, well, you you keep on looking over that good man because he ain't what you're looking for. No, it's not that. I, it's just at this point in my life, I'm 36 fucking years old. I don't have no time for me to sit down and be like, oh, because you're a good man, you're. I have to keep you as my man. No, you're a good man. And you might be great for somebody, but you don't have everything in my life that I need. You don't fit my puzzle piece the right way. And sometimes it's the fact that it's a great man, but it's just not the right time for you. So it's like, sorry to this man, but this isn't my, this chapter I'm on right now doesn't include a relationship. I wish you had been here earlier, or I wish you had showed up later, but this chapter doesn't include that. And I had that. I had that straight out of my divorce, and I was doing my thing, having my fun and stuff. But at the end of the day, it didn't include a relationship. I didn't want one. I was like, I just got out of an eight year marriage i want to breathe live my life i missed dating i didn't have a date i didn't even know what dating was because i had never dated the people where you go on a date to see if you like someone and then you date someone else to see if you like them it was literally i went on a date with a guy and four months later i was married so i had never dated for the fun of getting to go out and enjoy myself and get to know people and that was it you know, no intimacy, no nothing, just hanging out, having a good time, meeting at a coffee shop or going to a a, a bakery or, you know what I mean? Um, all of those, I never got to do that. That didn't happen until I was in my 30s. So I'm like, no, I didn't want to rush. Now I'm in a different place after two years of a divorce. Where I'm like, okay, I could entertain the idea of a serious relationship long term. It's not going to happen overnight. I'm not going to make it easy for someone, but I can entertain that idea and be like, I can see myself doing that. But then no. And there were good men that I ran into and they wanted something else. And we did not work out because I didn't really want that. And I wish I had been more transparent with them about that so that they didn't quote waste their time, even if for a day, but no, I, I did not want that. And finally I got to a point where I started being real and saying, that's not really what I'm looking for right now. So, yeah. Anything else, ladies? I would just wrap it up as listen to what people tell you. Like, whatever they said, take it for what it is. Don't make up your own assumptions. Don't think you can change someone's mind. If it happens, that's cool. Like, be their friend for now. And if they decide they want to be with you, great. But if they're saying, I don't want that, that's not what I'm looking for, believe them. They mean it. How about you, Ash? Anything? Oh, sorry, babes. I was changing my pants. Anything? Do you have one? Anything you want to close with? I mean, honestly, like I just want men to to really sit down and listen instead of like. Actually, I don't even want just men. I want everybody to actually listen to their significant other or their friends or somebody they're interested in. Listen to their conversation. Because they're telling you honest, they're honesty. They're telling you everything about them that you want to understand and you want to listen to. They're telling you their struggles. They're telling you their ups, their downs. They're telling you what they want in life, what they don't want. And you need to be their peace if you're going to be in their life. Or you need to let them go. Because 
you don't want to be their hindrance. You don't want to be their added stress. Nobody wants to do that. Nobody wants that in their life. Mm-hmm. I want to, I'm going to close with this females, ladies that are listening, communicate better, communicate clearly. Okay. And if you want someone there, say you want them there. If you don't, say that you don't. Even if the person's upset, they will respect you for the honesty. As for the men, if she has not asked you to fix the problem she's talking to you about, don't become fix-it Felix. Leave her to live her life the way that she feels necessary. She doesn't need a rescuer. Sometimes she just needs an ear. And if she needs a hand, she'll let you know. And how do I know? Because I just told her ass to. So that being the case for all ladies listening, if you need a hand, say you need a hand. If you just need a listener, say you need a listener. And men, believe her. There are, there's no confusion in what she's saying. It's, it's very clear and precise. All right? But you guys have an amazing night. We're going to close out this wine night. I know it's a little heavy tonight, so we, we're closing out a little early. Um, but hopefully it helps someone who's listening, um, who's tuned in, pass it on to your loved ones. Um, and, you know, check out our check out our social media platform, underscore she say, he say. And we go live on there as well. Um, check it out. Let us know what you think. Constructive criticism is criticism is always welcome and you can always favorite us so that you receive alerts whenever we drop a new podcast. You guys stay blessed, stay beautiful, stay at peace and have a good night. Bye.